is Tansley Stearns? Tansley Stearns is your greatest challenger and biggest cheerleader. Inspirational human being who loves people. Future forward leadership. Tansley Stearns is a badass. Tansley Stearns is my mom, my hero, and I love her very much. I am Tansley Stearns, and this is Despite Impossible. I am a longtime credit union executive leading Community Financial as president and CEO. I have always admired and been inspired by people whose passion is boundless and who don't comprehend the word impossible. This show focuses on their stories. Today's guest is Mike Lawson, the mastermind behind CU Broadcast, a video-driven journal keeping credit union professionals up to date with the most important news in our industry. If you're not a credit union junkie, no worries. This interview is about the art of storytelling. This is Mike's story. Who is Mike Lawson? Who am I? Oh my gosh. Well, first and foremost, I'm a husband, a father, uh, a brother, and a friend. So those, those are the those are the obvious ones. But professionally, I'm just like I'm. Well, maybe just me. I'm perpetually curious. So and I just I love finding out things and discovering. I don't feel like kind of a maybe if I was. Born back in the 1400s, I would have been like at Columbus's side or something like that, <laughs> discovering new worlds. I love that type of stuff. So, yeah. So I just I love the curiosity thing. So I just I want to find out what how things work and what makes things tick. That type of stuff. So very very curious. And uh, I'm also somebody who likes to try things and then fail. And I was thinking about this last night. There's a difference between a failure and a failer. So I know failer is not a not a not a word, but I don't mind failing at things. And then you learn from, we all know this fail fast type of thing, but that's kind of me. And so I like trying things. And then if I fail, oh, well, let's try something else. Or let's try a different iteration of it. So yeah. So I consider myself a failer, not a failure. That's so great. Tell me, where does it come from? Who taught you that or what taught you that? Um, I think it's just life experiences because we all... I think we were talking yesterday in our interview with George that, you know, we're going to test things out. We're going to try things and we're going to skin our knees along the way. But mm-hmm. where were the, the big learning points or the big learning things is where you skin your knees that, mm-hmm. or the failures, if you will. So those are the, those are the big learning things. And I actually, I want to say I look forward to things like that because they're kind of sometimes embarrassing and they're t- sometimes they have a detrimental effects if you fail at something, but those are the, where you really learn the most. I mean, can you imagine if we were all winning? Winners, especially me, no. what spoiled brats we would all be, you know, or yes. how boring that would be if we all won all the time. So, so yeah, so I'm, I like that part of that, that again, going back to the trying and Hey, yo, oh, this worked, you know, and then, or, oh my gosh, this didn't work. Let's try it. Another iteration of it. So yeah. And then at the same time, don't take yourself. I don't take myself too seriously as people have probably seen over the years and my blooper videos and things like that. I like, those are, those are failures. Those are failers. If you look watch my blooper videos, that's me messing up multiple, multiple times, <laughs> but we have a lot of fun with it too. So yeah. So I like having fun too. So yeah. That's kind of, I think, I guess that's kind of me. Finish this sentence for me. The world will be a better place when? Hmm. Gosh, I thought, man, this was like the, oh, and you could go so many avenues on this one. And my initial was, response was like, I ah, just give everyone a surfboard and go out there and teach them how to surf and they'll be happy, you know, because <laughs> that's my happy place. But that's kind of superficial type thing. But it kind of got down to like, I guess, giving 
Because we there's a lot of taking in today's society. You just take, 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 and collect, collect, collect. But I think if you if you just stop and gave, not I mean, not you know like a big Christmas present or something like that, which is great, that's fine. But if you gave your time, if you shared expertise, if you just giving something, I think really has a humbling effect on people and a rewarding effect as well. Because I mean, the older I get, the more I see that the the giving of it so much. So. Um, obviously when you're a kid, you're always kind of living in the presence or living in the present and yeah, Oh, I can't wait for my birthday or some holiday or something like that. But the older I get, the more I enjoy giving and because it makes me obviously selfishly, it makes me feel good inside and then to see the reaction that, that it gets. So, yeah, so I enjoy, I think if people gave more, I think uh, this world would be a lot better, better place, especially those folks who may not be in a position to, I don't know, maybe in some challenging positions. And if we kind of gave more to those folks, I think that would make this world a lot better place. So, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be a very uh, sharing, generous, authentic uh, place to be. That's what I'd like to see. So, yeah. When you're your happiest, most joyful moments you're listening to? Oh, I love this question because I immediately went to music, but then I thought about the sound and you'll know, and you'll get this Tansley, the sound of kids laughing, the sound of my kids laughing. Oh my gosh. That's going to bring me to tears right now. (laughs) So, um, so when I hear my girls laughing, that is music to my ears and that just brings so much joy to me. And I think anybody uh, that would do. So yeah, that's, that's, that's what makes me happy. So yeah. So listen to the girls, especially during the pandemic when we couldn't go anywhere and the kids couldn't go anywhere. And it was just so, so stifling. But then they got on this, they discovered this thing called Roblox or Roblox. Oh yes. Yes. And the cool thing is they could all get on this game with their friends and they had these different characters or whatever. And they were just busting up. I could hear it upstairs. And so, yeah, that was that in a kind of a really dark time that brought a lot of joy, especially to them knowing that they were happy. So yeah, that's, that's That's great. That's the sound that makes me happy. Do you have an album that you listen to from first song to last? Oh boy, this is like choosing your favorite kid. Right. <laughs> That's why I only had one. <laughs> Smart girl. Smart girl. Oh gosh. I mean, it's, this one, it kind of almost depends on your mood, you know? Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, I mean, I like to kind of my go to is obviously like, Bands like U2, you know, they've yeah. been a favorite of mine for a very, very, very long time. I could like, oh, like Under a Blood Red Sky, their live oh. version way back in the day when they were first starting out. I could listen to that backwards and forwards. And, and I, that was one of the first like music video type things that I, or a concert video that I watched and went, oh, I really like these guys. So yeah, U2, I could listen to pretty much all their albums back and forth. But if I'm kind of in like a more kind of a raw mood, maybe I love The Clash. I mean, I'm probably uh, myself, so I love The Clash, and they have a great live album called From Here to Eternity, and oh my gosh, that, that'll get your heart pumping. So yeah, I'm a big Clash fan, so yeah. so And then there's another one. There's a local band out here in California called Switchfoot, and uh, love, love, love them, and they have a, one of my favorite albums of theirs. It's called Her- Hello Hurricane, so uh, from every song on there is great, great. So yeah, that's, that's who I would listen to, backwards and forwards. When's the last time you laughed out loud? What were you doing? What were you up to? 
Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. Well, recently, it was actually at the Q's Symposium Conference where we were just uh, very recently, and I was interviewing Jill Nowacki, of all people, and uh, and we were outside uh, in the conference area and and where the conference was, it was there was a big outside area, and so it was really a great environment. So, but anyway, I was interviewing Jill, <laughs> and she was, she was, and she was giving this great answer about you know the the state we're in with the with the unique labor market and stuff that we're in, and uh, all of a sudden, and we have all been to the conferences where the the people who work at the hotel have to bring out the food, and then once people are done, they have to take back the food, but they have these push carts. And so, and there's, and at this conference, the, the floors were all like tile or these pavers or whatever. So they were very noisy. And this one particular push cart was like, it sounded like a freight train. And so, and so Jill and I were, Jill's giving me this great in-depth, insightful answer. And I and this kept getting louder and louder as it got closer to where (laughs) the studio lounge was. And I could see the look in Jill's eyes and she could see it in my eyes. And then finally we just both busted up like... (laughs) It's just, I mean, it was kind of those, one of those you had to be there type of thing, but just to have that going on in the background, it's like, I know they had freight trains here. So yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. So that was probably, and we, yeah, we laughed a good long time and then that will probably make, and right when she said that, you know, she goes, did I just make the 2023 blooper video or blooper video, Mike? I said, yes, you did. So yeah. So that was the, probably the last time I really had a good laugh out. I think Jill did too. So yeah. Mike's gift for storytelling has made him a staple of the many live events he engages in throughout the year, highlighting the stories, successes, and trends impacting the credit union system. His kindness shines when he approaches each interview with genuine curiosity. This is a trait shared by the very best storytellers. When was the last time you danced so hard that your feet hurt? Uh, This will be a short answer. High school? Okay. (laughs) No way, really? Yeah, I just, uh, you don't want to see me on a dance floor. That's, <laughs> if you want to go back to the world question, you know, what, uh, what, what, yeah, don't have Mike on a dance floor. Yeah, that will make the place, yeah. <laughs> That's just not good. So it's all right. When you feel down, you heal by? taking a nap. No, that's, that's an easy one. No, no, no. Um, gosh, I think I do the, actually I do the opposite of a nap. Uh, and you'll appreciate that. I go for a run, I go for a swim, I go for a surf, something to get the endorphins going. So yeah. And then I come back a completely different human being. So yeah, that's what I do. Who's someone you look up to? Oh boy. Well, I think the obvious answer are my parents. So, Mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, just, what they did for our family, you know, my brothers, my older brothers and older sister, you know, they, they gave so much. I mean, nobody's the perfect parent as we all know, but yeah, but they just gave us so much and allowed us to be, to be who we are today. I guess they kind of, yeah. So they really nurtured that. They didn't put any really boundaries on us. Like, Hey, you have to be a doctor. You have to Mm -hmm. be a lawyer. You have to be a nurse or whatever. You can be anything you want to be. And they really fostered that for us. So, so I think that's the easy answer. I think a lot of people would probably pick their parents. So um, my wife is somebody, Oh my gosh, my wife is somebody I look up to. Holy smokes. She had twins. Are you kidding me? (laughs) How can you not right. look up to that? So, yes. so yeah, so uh, yeah, so yeah, probably those folks. That's people I look up to, and professionally, I look up to people. I'm, I'm sorry, no, no like please. professionally, I'll, I look to, I look for people who are willing to try things, mm-hmm. so and not afraid to fail. So I look up to those people a lot and go, 
yeah, how did you do that? Or, you know, and then to get the story behind all that. So yeah, I really look up to those folks as well. So yeah. Very cool. What's a mantra you live by? I have one on my laptop. Um, here, let me, I'm going to pull it up real here real quick. Pardon me. So I have it on the corner of my desktop. It says, your options are to complain or look ahead and figure out how to make the situation better. Mm. So those are two options. So I live by that. You can sit back and you can complain till the cows come home or you can do something about it. So that's kind of what I do. So I, I love that. So, yeah. So tell us about your impossible. Hmm. What is my impossible? <laughs> I think lately my email inbox is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel you. Very yes. impossible. So, yes. but no, that's, that's over there. Um, gosh, what is my impossible? Um, me, probably me. I am my impossible. I am my biggest barrier. So, cause I mean, career wise, I see, Nothing for me. I look at things as otherwise nothing's impossible. Everything is possible, I think. So, but the only barrier to that is yourself. So, so yeah. So, I mean, I am the only person that can hold me back, I guess. So that's, that's my impossible. And uh, so I try to overcome that every day because there's all sorts of distractions. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to overcome myself every day. Uh, A lot of distractions. Um, Yeah. So, so I think that's, yeah, something that I have to complacency. Oh my gosh, I'm the complacency and, oh, I'll just put it off. I'll put it off. But uh, yeah, but uh, yeah. So yeah, if I can get past me, we're all good. Are, have there been some challenges you've faced that felt insurmountable? Oh my gosh. Um, well, this goes back to my wife having twins. <laughs> so, yeah. um, but there's something else that I added on top of that, that I didn't even, that I look back now and go, are you kidding me? What were you thinking? So I started CU broadcast a month before the twins arrived. <laughs> wow. <laughs> started CU broadcast in November, 2010. And then we had the twins in December, 2010. And as most parents know, that first year is a doozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, sure um, yeah. So starting a new business and, and having some really cool kiddos at the same time uh, was quite an insurmountable challenge, but we got through it. We made it somehow. So, and here we are. That's so great. 12 years later, both of them <laughs> right. and uh, this thing called CU broadcast as well. So yeah, I don't know what I was thinking back then. Probably not thinking, obviously, so yeah, so that was something insurmountable that I look back at the time, I wasn't looking at it as insurmountable, but looking back on it now is like, what, again, what was I thinking? So yeah. Mm-hmm. Has there been a point in your journey that you felt like giving up? Uh, yeah. <sighs> Lately, no, but in the beginning, yes. I think a lot of things when you start out something new and you're trying and you're failing and you're trying and you're failing, that's when I think that thought comes into your mind. Uh, I go back to like surfing, I guess, when I first started surfing, which is the hardest sport I've ever had to learn. But at the same time, it's the most rewarding activity that I've ever done. It's kind of like, you know, again, going back to the kids, raising kids, it's the hardest, most rewarding job that you'll ever have. So, so, but in the beginning, you're like, oh my gosh, how, again, going back to the insurmountable thing that you just talked about, how am I going to get past this? So, so I think things in the early stages, that's where that, that, that give up thing comes into play. But as the further along you get in the process, those, that type of thought process diminishes. Yeah. I haven't thought about 
given up in a long time. But there's there are times where I go, oh my gosh, what are you doing, Mike? So yeah, but uh, not lately. But uh, yeah, that thought does cross my mind every now and then. Can you tell us about a story where something went bananas and now you can look back on it and laugh? Yeah, having twins and starting a business at the same time. <laughs> yes, yes. Talk yes. about bananas. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh huh. So, um, gosh, um, no, that's a, that's a pretty big one. I one one of my early interviews I had with the NCOA chair Debbie Matz when Debbie Matz was the chair of NCOA. Yeah, yeah. and so. Gosh, I, and this was early on, so I really want to do kind of impress people and be very professional. And so I had Debbie Matz was kind enough to come on and give this whoever this Mike Lawson guy on CU Broadcast a chance. So I had her on, and I had my laptop on this uh, on this little pedestal, and so I used to do like standing interviews. And so I'm explaining this question to her, and I and I hit my my laptop with my my arm, and my laptop goes flying onto the floor. Oh dear! <laughs> so, oh dear! And I'm talking chair of the NCOA. Are you kidding me? So, and so I pick up the laptop and she's still there miraculously. And she is laughing hysterically. Debbie Matz laughing hysterically. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just blew it. She goes, are you, she, her first question out of her mouth was, are you okay? (laughs) And I'm fine, but my computer, not so much, but yeah. So that was kind of a, a, a small little anecdote of something going bananas, but somebody being kind enough to like realize, Hey, you know what, you know, stuff happens. And so, yeah. So, and to get her to laugh, that was, that was pretty cool. Being inquisitive, anticipating questions others may be asking themselves and crafting them in a way that brings viewers along. Good storytellers can generate thought-provoking dialogue, leaving the audience wanting more. One last tip we can learn from Mike, humor. Engaging stories involve emotion. There is none more powerful than joy. So we talk about the impossible and there aren't really any fairy tale endings. So talk a little bit about some of the challenges that you see your impossible still facing. Um, gosh, again, I, th- I have to go back to me, you know, cause I still face me and some of my bad habits, I guess, you know, and okay. trying to get past those. And I think mm-hmm. many of us experience that, you know, if I can get past again, going back to, if I can get past me, then things will be, obviously there's only so many things you can control. And uh, so there are things that are out of your control that I'd say, okay, that just happened. And so let's, let's move on. But what can I control? Which is again, very few things. So yeah, so I'm still working on me. I'm a work in progress and aren't we all? So uh, yeah, so facing me. And then the other thing that I'm thinking, I'm just thinking about is, is time. So isn't time impossible. <laughs> so yes, it's one getting, thing all of us want more of. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And there's no way. So, yeah. oh, and the other thing, oh my gosh, one of your guests said, talked about perfection. I can't remember what her name was, but it wasn't the third or fourth guest. I can't remember what her name is I, and forgive me for that. But uh, she said, yeah, you know, it's okay to for, for, for perfection, but perfection is impossible. So you're never going to get there. So that's another thing that, uh, so I will always strive for perfection, but I know I'm never going to get there. So, yeah. So, but, uh, and there's, there's a little bit of comfort in that as well. You know, knowing that you're not going to get, you're not going to be perfect at this. So stop beating yourself up so much. What advice do you have for folks to move from that fear of inaction and use their fire in their bellies to move forward towards their dreams? Mm, yeah, that's a big one because fear is this paralyzing 
mm-hmm. thing that gets us all, no matter who you are. Um, I don't know. My whole, the whole mantra around CU broadcast in the beginning was, let's try this. Yeah. Let's see if, I mean, I literally said to myself, let's try this and see if it works. <laughs> so, and that was, and again, that kind of, that actually kind of freed me up to like, to fail and then to learn from it and then to try maybe a different iteration of it. So, um, so that kind of gave me a bit of freedom in the beginning. So like, yeah, let's try this and see if this works. Let's try it on a few friends. Let's try it on a few that, you know, well in the industry. And then, you know, lo and behold, you know, the, the, roll and the momentum starts going and you know here we are 12 years later so yeah that's my whole thing is just just try just try you know give it a shot so and yeah you're it's gonna be scary i remember posting that first that first video and i was petrified oh my gosh or the first time i had debbie Matz on you know talking to her i was petrified i was so scared or having Gigi highland on she was like one of the the big names in the crediting industry on that very first year who came on and oh my gosh i was just like i was so nervous but, uh but i got past that and uh yeah and and yeah again i fell on my face many many times throughout this whole process continue to fall on my face many many times but you just keep moving forward like you say, you know, just one step at a time, keep moving. So, yeah. And the, the other thing about being nervous, if you're not nervous, there's something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So, but I think right. being nervous means you care. So I really kind of embrace that nervousness. Like right now, I'm really, I'm really nervous, Tansley. No, I don't <laughs> believe you. I'm, oh my God, yes, <laughs> I am. Well, I respect okay. like people like you and George and a lot of other people in the industry. And I want to do a good job for you guys, you know? And so that kind of makes me a little bit, a little bit nervous. And so, so yeah, I want to do a good job. So yeah. So, but again, going, getting back to your original question. So just try it. Just see what happens. You know, what's the worst that can happen? I think the best thing is that you can learn something. So, yeah. Right. What's your next impossible, my friend? Oh, the next impossible. Gosh. (laughs) I'll be (laughs) working on me. Um, Getting those girls through middle school and high school. I talk about impossible. (laughs) Yes. So, um, yeah, you're probably in the same boat. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. and, And just... Yeah, just trying to make what I do better, I guess, each and every day tr- and keep trying things, keep trying new things, mm-hmm. a- even if they are or they seem to be impossible, just try it anyway and see if it works. Again, I've tried things on CU broadcast that have been utter failures. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that was embarrassing. Okay, next. So, but the thing, the, but the key is to keep trying and keep moving forward. So, yeah, so... I guess that's the, the, the deepest I can go on that. This concludes today's episode. For exclusive content, visit us at despiteimpossible.com and subscribe to this podcast.